Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. It is 3.35 on News Radio 1040 WHO with a gorgeous Saturday afternoon underway. Just a beautiful day here in central Iowa. Lots of folks around enjoying the state fairgrounds. Honestly, one of the probably top three, definitely top five best weather days I've ever seen at the state fair. Just, it's cool enough that it is uh, not unpleasant at all, but it's warm enough that people can enjoy a, an excuse to have a beverage or two and just have a good time out here. So we hope you're enjoying it as well. Come on out and see us at the iHeart Radio App Studio. We are out on the west end of the Grand Concourse. That is uh, Grand Avenue. We're at the far western end, kind of by the grandstand, just a little bit west of there. Stop on in. We're air-conditioned inside here. You can see all kinds of cool stuff inside the building, the iHeartRadio app studios, where we've got a display with all kinds of neat historical memorabilia about WHO Radio and our very long and storied history, including our most famous of alumni, Ronald Reagan, also one of our very famous uh, folks who was around here for quite a bit of time. I had the honor and privilege of working with him for almost two decades. We've got the Jim Zobel CD here. You can make a donation to the Pinky Square Foundation, and you get a copy of a limited edition CD that is 50 plus years of WHO Radio's Jim Zobel's broadcasting uh, here on the station, including his interview with WHO Radio alum Ronald Reagan. All that's available here at the iHeartRadio app studio. So come on and check it out. We are again on the west end of the Grand Concourse here at the State Fairgrounds. A lovely day and a lovely time to stop on in here. You can also get a, a bag to carry your swag around the, the fairgrounds. You can get a, a map on a stick, which also happens to double as a fan. All that neat stuff available to you right here on News Radio 1040 WHO and at our iHeartRadio app studios. Just a fantastic time. You know, coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll be doing uh, some special programming here on WHO. We're going to continue live from the fairgrounds grounds out until six o'clock as we're covering things like the uh, governor's charity steer show so all of that will be here on who radio just for you these are the kinds of reasons and things that you need to make sure that you've got the iheart radio app downloaded to your phone so that you can check it out anytime you are here or away anywhere you go you can listen to WHO Radio live. I have used this when I've gone on vacations uh, over the course of the summer, even the course of the year. If I happen to be away, I can listen live to what's going on here. I can also use it to download podcasts. You can listen to things that you might have missed here from the station from our wide variety of shows. We've got all kinds of programming that is the live and local programming. But you know what? Sometimes you miss something. You might have been in a meeting. You might have been in the doctor's office. You might have had something else going on. The podcasts are available as well via the i Heart Radio app. You can listen to those from WHO Radio anytime, any place you go. It's uh, very convenient. We like to make that available to you. By the way, it is free. Now, something that is not free, this, this story just kills me. This just absolutely kills me. Uh, the uh, city of Dubuque is, is fighting now with someone who apparently, uh, in running a mobile home park, decided that he did not want to pay his water bill. So in order to uh, fiddle around with the situation and adjust uh, the valves that ran into the system, the city thinks he stole a total of 21.5 million gallons of water. 
just because he didn't want to pay. 21 and a half million gallons of water stolen. Now, this criminal mastermind here could be facing real jail time, like real prison time, because that's, I mean, 21.5 million gallons of water. That's a lot of stuff to steal. It turns out it wouldn't have cost a whole lot. It literally costs less than one penny per gallon. I want to know what kind of criminal mastermind thinks that it is worth risking jail time for a product that costs less than one cent per gallon. Who does this? Like, who goes to the kind of effort required to do that, to steal what a trivial sum? I, I just don't even understand why somebody would go to that amount of effort. But you spread a penny or so a gallon over 21 and a half million gallons, and suddenly we're in six digits worth of money that he's stolen. What a completely idiotic thing to do. I mean, truly, just what a dumb, dumb criminal. To risk jail time for something like that, I just, I literally don't understand why somebody would go to that kind of an extent to steal that. I, I'm not going to pretend to understand everything that goes on with people. I really am not. I've tried and I have sought to understand why people make the decisions that they do. Sometimes these things reach well beyond uh, stuff that even makes a whole lot of sense. You know, one of the things that uh, it was reported this past week in The Lancet, as one of the, the premier medical journals, they reported that in the United States, if you gathered up all of the opioid addicts in this country in one place, put them all in one location, it would outnumber the entire population of Nebraska. They say there are two million Americans right now who are addicted to these opioids. That is an amazing number. I mean, two million, off the top of your head, it's just, it's the kind of number we just sort of throw out. It's like the 21.5 million gallons of water. I, I am almost certain you forgot that number already, and we just talked about it a minute ago. Two million people is the kind of number that's, oh, it sounds big, and then we just move on and we forget about it. No, it's the entire population of our neighboring state of Nebraska. It's more than their entire population. If you gathered all of the people who are addicted to these across the country in one place, that's how big this would be. Now, the thing that I, that's getting me right now is much of our approach to drug abuse has clearly been a failure for a really long time as a country. We have lots and lots and lots of nonviolent offenders in prison. We've got lots of people who are facing long sentences in jail instead of getting some kind of treatment. And the problem here is... It shouldn't matter a whole lot as to which drug it is. Right now, all of our attention has been focused on these opioids because it has become a news story because it's been showing up in places that people haven't been expecting. But it just goes to show that for a long time, we've been struggling with, as a country, how we deal with these addictive substances. And if we don't figure out that, look, your life belongs to nobody but yourself. It is yours, yours alone. But in the way that we all have to interrelate with the government, because we all do, we need to start treating people as assets, as productive assets, people who are to be gently treated if we're telling them what to do and not coerced, if, if we can avoid it, into enhancing their lives wherever possible. When we've got this many people who are addicted to drugs, and this is just one category, one class of them, but two million people, if that many people are addicted and we're not doing something to fix that problem, they are going to end up just like the mass number of people who are incarcerated over other drug crimes, and it's just going to serve to erode the family. Each of their individual families is being hurt by this. Their communities are being hurt by this, and it's going to, in the long run, turn people into liabilities, liabilities of the state, stuff that costs us, people who end up as a drag on the rest of society. And that's a really bad way to view people. 
we've got to start viewing people as productive assets, right? Things to be enhanced, people to be polished, right? If we thought of everybody as a potential next president, if we thought of everybody as a potential Nobel Prize winner, if we thought of everybody as having great potential, I think we would treat everyone better than currently we are treating a lot of folks who are, for instance, in the criminal justice system because of uh, drugs of one type or another. I'm not in favor of anybody being on board with those. I, I in no way, shape, or form want people to be addicted to things. So let's treat it like a public health situation like it clearly is. But let's be consistent about it, too. If we're going to have a public health approach to opioids, as we should, we should probably also take a public health approach, in other words, fixing, trying to heal, trying to solve the problem rather than just throwing people in jail for all of these different types of drugs. That seems to me to be the priority that we got to focus on. So while we've got new attention going towards the drug problem that we have with opioids, let's put it on the entire spectrum of addictions that people have. Let's treat people like something to be enhanced, not something to just be thrown away. And, you know, that's the, the, you know, the sort of the cheapening of life that I regret leads into, I think, what's just happened in Charlottesville, Virginia. As you've been hearing here on the news updates or throughout the afternoon, uh, there was a protest that was taking place. So there was one rally. Then there was a counter rally that was taking place against it. So one was a group of, let's call it what it is, one was a group of racists, and then one was a counter rally. Somebody drove a car into the counter rally, and one person was killed. And according to uh, the local newspaper there, the Daily Progress, 19 people were injured. There's photography of this. There's actually a picture, multiple pictures, of this car driving into this crowd of peaceful protesters. That's an act of terrorism, because that's the use of violence to achieve some kind of political end. That's an act of terrorism. Whoever drove that vehicle into that crowd of people. Now, peaceable assembly is a First Amendment right, and it's what we should all adhere to. We should all be enthusiastic proponents of peaceable assembly. That's right there, right at the top of the Bill of Rights. When it turns non-peaceable like this, when somebody uses violence, whatever tool it may be, and this, this use of a vehicle is exactly the same sort of thing that has been condemned as a use of terrorism in places like Europe, where people have been driving their vehicles into crowds. I mean, this kind of crisis has, has happened around the world, and, and the continued use of weapons, whatever they may be, against other people in order to threaten or intimidate or frighten or control how they behave, that's terrorism. So the use of a vehicle in this case in the very same way, that's a tool just as much as if somebody had marched into the crowd with a gun or a knife. That is an act of terrorism. I'm glad the president has come out to condemn it, and I think that it should be condemned in no uncertain terms. It should not be couched in funny language or excuses or, well, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that, or some of the, there's been trouble on all sides. In this case, there is no equivocation. There's no equality of who's been injured or killed. It was the counter-protest set that was killed. It doesn't matter who chooses to do these things. It is political violence, and that is terrorism. That is what has been done here, and that should be strongly condemned. If you've got thoughts, 989-1040 is the American Toppers and Accessories text line. 284-1040 is the telephone number, or 800-469-4295. It is such a serious time that we're living in. It's Any individual loss of life like this is a tragedy. Every time something like this occurs, 
it is tragic. Somebody's personal tragedy, somebody's personal suffering is enough for it to be wrong. That's where we have to make sure that nobody turns to those tools of violence. And we know that people will. I mean, just this past week, there was that incident where, with an IED going off at a house of worship up in Bloomington, Minnesota. That it happened to have been an Islamic center should make no difference. The fact that it was that somebody blew up a bomb, an IED, in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities. Somebody was using violence to threaten people. That's where it's, it's so amazing to me, to some degree, just how prescient the, the founders were when they wrote the Constitution, acknowledging they were going to make mistakes along the way. They put in rules in order to amend the Constitution. And the very first one that comes in talks about ensuring our right to speak freely and to act peaceably. It's key, though. It is so important to note peaceable assembly. The word peace actually is in there saying that's the kind of assembly and that's the kind of behavior that's okay. It's when things turn violent that you lose that right to express yourself. Nonviolent expression isn't tough. This isn't rocket science. And it's clearly been a foundational goal of this country since the founding. So it's not like it's anything new to expect that even when we disagree, even if we disagree strongly, even if we disagree urgently, we can't turn to violence in those cases. And I wish, I do wish, people would take one word out of their arguments and their discussions and their conversations on this. And here's the word, fundamental. It's a word that I have regretted that people have used carelessly for a long time. I've been hearing it for at least 10 years, probably longer. People carelessly throwing out the word fundamental. You know what's fundamental to Americans? We agree on the Constitution. You know what's fundamental to Americans? We agree on the Bill of Rights. That's fundamental. Beyond that, we can have a lot of disagreements, but they're not fundamental. Beyond assessing and agreeing on the common set of rules that we're going to decide how we're going to live peacefully together by, everything else is just details. The fundamentals, constitutional. Beyond that, it's not really fundamental. Beyond that, you can strongly disagree. It can be really important to your personal identity. It can be something that you feel strongly about. It can be something that's troubled you for years, but it isn't fundamental. Fundamental is really, really narrow stuff. And if we don't keep it narrow, if we think that everything's got to be fundamental all the time, and it's a fundamental argument about everything, and everybody's fundamentally in disagreement with one another, every time you hear that word, I want that to bother you now. I want you to hear that like I do. I hear nails on a chalkboard. Because most of the time, no, it's not fundamental. We can disagree, and we can disagree about plenty of things. But we can do so peacefully and thoughtfully, and that, that's the fundamental thing about Americans. I'm Brian Gongle. We'll be back for our final segment coming up here in just a moment. It is 349 live from the Iowa State Fairgrounds at the iHeartRadio app studio. I'm Brian Gongle on News Radio 1040 WHO. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 